um, beetles in graduation day, um, their scarabs are in different parts of their bodies. So there's this really cool one um, where her scarab is on her stomach. Um, so at first when I saw her design, cause it was like online, I was like shown online before I thought she was pregnant. And um, because it's like the beetle releases like a oh, yeah, shell. Yeah. It, I, I What's her name? Danastis. Danastis, um, yes, yes, yes. Um, I thought she was pregnant and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like, let me see how this works. Um, but no, her scarab is just very large and on her That's stomach. That's the name of a beetle. I didn't know that. Yes, they're, they're all, all the new beetles. Um, they're different colors. So it's like Pokemon, um, no, Power Rangers vibes of it like, is. oh, we have different colors. Oh my beetles. God, no. But they're based uh -huh. off of actual beetles in real life, like actual bugs. Uh, and they have different bug designs. And we are live with another episode of the Keeg Talks. It's a new brand of the Keeg Talks. It's the Keeg Talks comics. We're talking about Jaime Reyes' Blue Beetle on this episode. We're talking about the character. We're talking about all uh, uh, he's done in the comics, all our favorite stuff. I'm your host, Demetri Pereira. And if you're watching this live, you are watching this on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show or you're listening to the podcast after the fact. And that's wherever you get your podcast from. If you are watching us live, uh, you can see who our guests are. Uh, we got one longtime Keeg guest and one new time Keeg guest, first time Keeg guest. Um, we have first time key guest cosplayer Michelle, aka Bravo Cosplay. Michelle, how's it going? Um, hi. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I have all my stuff set up. I'm very much looking forward to talking about Jaime. For anyone out there um, listening to the podcast and not uh, watching the live stream, um, you want to give us a quick rundown of what you got behind us or behind sure. you? Okay. So I'll start on my, I think this would be, this is my right-hand side. I think this would be your left-hand side. Uh, so I have the Hero Clicks bug, and then I have some affiliates of Jaime. I have uh, two booster figurines, one Ted Cord, and then on my left-hand, your right-hand side, I have um, the latest bug from Cinemark, and then I have uh, Jaime's figure from uh, Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, and then I have a little plush Kajida, a little Lego Jaime, and a 3D-printed Kajida. Um, you are the biggest Blue Beetle fan that I personally know. Um, are you the biggest Blue Beetle fan that you know? Um, I would, so in terms of in real life, um, yes. Um, I, I mean, we'll get into how I got into Jaime, but, yeah. um, yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to spread the love We're we're here for the love of Jaime. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on because uh, uh, if anyone is a repository of uh, Jaime knowledge, uh, it is you. So I'm glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. We also have a longtime guest of the key. Um, he's versatile, but he is a troublemaker. So I pick, it, I pick and choose when I can have him. Uh, we got we got Ben Torres, BTR ninety-eight. <laughs> Uh, I'm very happy to be here. I'm uh, hitting a little student photo for today. Uh, <laughs> for my <laughs> I had to say, I had to say it to the audience too. I'm sorry. Um, I 
am not as well versed in Jaime Reyes, so I'm here to learn, to be honest, because I, though though I like Jaime, I have the DC Icon figure from a while ago. This is actually such a hard figure to get. <laughs> so I'm glad I got him when he was retail price because it is a cool figure. Um, and I'm probably gonna make a video about DC icons again, but uh, I just it was introduced to Blue Beetle through Batman the Brave and the Bold when that was premiering yeah. that first episode. I was like, heck yeah, this guy's cool. And then I remember reading his like Crisis on Infinite Infinite Earths tie in at the end because at the at the end of Crisis Infinite or not Crisis of Infinite Infinite Crisis. Yeah. I remember the scarab pops up and he like grabs it or whatever and I'm like ooh and then like I was a kid in the 2010s late 2000s so I was there for his DC Nation short his appearance on Smallville with Booster Gold um Young Justice all that so I'm, we're gonna be talking always... about all that and more yeah here's here's the thing Ben you're a big action figure fan right yes. That's your only Blue Beetle action figure, and you said it was hard yes. to get. Yes, um, unfortunately, it was. It's hard to get now. What back when it like first came out, he was pretty easy. I got him for a retail price at the time. It was twenty dollars, and he comes with a buttload of accessories. He's sitting on my Teen Titans display usually, and he's like on the stand so with his cans up. But yeah. yeah, no, he's there's another one from DC Universe Classics that exists that I want but don't have. But it's definitely a figure that I've kept my eye on for the market for a while. But uh, yeah. times is tough. <laughs> you also yeah, mod... no, it goes on eBay for like insane prices. Which one? The one that yeah. that Ben has? The one that this he does one, not have. That one, one as I, well. This one as well. Yeah, they're yeah. both. It's he's only gotten figures from like <laughs> lives that die, and then he's got a movie one that's out right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The McFarlane. You, yeah. Uh, uh, Ben, you mod action figures too, right? Yes, so I do customs a lot on Instagram. I've gotten some customers that like to like follow me back, so I'm like inching my way into the community a little bit. Um, one of them I have is like right here is this Batman. He's built off a of Marvel Legend. Um, but yeah, I do. I I actually like reorganize my desk, so like all my customs that I've worked on recently are like up top, and then I have a night one on the ground right now. But yeah, Blue Beetle would be a fun custom, but he would be hard. He would be. Hard. Oh my god. I mean, with all the alternate like colors of Blue Beetle and stuff like that, like I think like I don't know, I think that would be fun. It would be fun. It would be fun. I just need resources and a 3D printer because he's got he's got options for yeah. 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 So in today's episode, we are talking about Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, which is interesting because um a lot of people don't know that Jaime isn't the first Blue Beetle. He's not the only Blue Beetle. You know, people who grew up with him more recently, he's been DC's main Blue Beetle um, uh, for the most part. Uh, but he comes from a line of Blue Beetles, all of them both related and not related in weird ways. Um, he's the third Blue Beetle, right? Dan Garrett, Ted Cord, Jaime Reyes. Um How'd you guys get into how'd you guys get into Jaime Reyes as a character? Um, okay, I, I'll guess I'll go first on this one. Um, so my favorite character um in all of DC is actually the second Blue Beetle, uh Ted Cord, my little Ted figurine, um to my right, your left, I think. Um yeah. so that's how I got into Jaime. Um so I grew up reading uh JLI and then Infinite Crisis mm. happened. 
um, where, you know, it's Ted and then Jaime picks up the beetle. And I was then like, so I'm Mexican American myself. And then blue beetle Ted becomes, you know, okay. And then we have Jaime and he's blue beetle. I was just like a match made in heaven. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like perfect character just for me. Um, I view him as like my little nephew. I'm like, this is my guy. Like no further questions. That's my guy. Um, so I followed him through Ted and then I've just been, um, reading for his appearances. Um, he has a lot of appearances. I haven't read all of his, uh, like smaller ones where he's just like random cameos, um, in the back. Um, like I know he got credited on, um, most recently in last summer for Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, yeah. but he just had like, I think like two lines and he was just like a tiny little cameo. So I won't collect those issues cause I don't see the point of them. Um, but I have all of my favorite runs of his collected um, and then little figurines. Uh, so that's how I got into Jaime. So you got it into Jaime through Ted. How'd you get, how'd you, it's funny because like, how'd, yeah, I get how'd, into Ted? how'd you get into Ted? I feel like all of JLI for Justice League International is somehow both a deep cut of Justice League, but also not. Um, yeah. Like back in the day, it was like the premier Justice League. But now I think they're just slightly lesser known, um, especially to people who are um, more casual fans um, and not really comic readers. Um, I was recommended JLI uh, because it was funny. Like the main genre of it is less action. Actually, it's more like, like comedy um, and adventure, like action slash adventure is the second one. Um, read those and then after i read a few issues i actually stopped and then i went back and read uh, ted's 80s run um and then finished jli and then it's conversion to jla and then now i am going back and finishing like the few charlton individuals of ted's that i haven't read um but those are harder to find <laughs> um so kind of here and there for those ones yeah yeah um Again, like, <laughs> this character has such a deep history, whether it's Jaime, whether it's Ted, whether it's Dan. Publication-wise, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff is crazy, but, like, the fact is, like, Ted wasn't originally a DC character, right? And then mm -hmm. and then DC got it, uh, got him, and, and then merged him in. And then Jaime is the first Blue Beetle that's, like, an actual... DC creation. Like born of DC, yeah. yeah. Ted joins DC. I think what the company did was for for like the original crisis, um they were just like, okay, well all the earths are now merging. So, yeah. uh Charlton Earth is now DC Earth, like at the time Prime Earth. Yeah. Or Earth 2, I think Prime Earth is a later creation. It was the only Earth after Crisis. They got yeah. rid of the whole multiverse. And they were crisis. just like everyone's Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it's weird. Also, what's weird is that the character in Watchmen, what was his name? What was the owl in Watchmen? Night uh, Owl. Night Owl. Night Owl is based yeah. off of Ted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. The fact, the funniest thing is, like, you were talking about how Blue Beetle's publication history is crazy. The fact that Watchmen was birthed out of the fact that he couldn't use any of those other characters, or Alan yeah. couldn't use any of those other characters, is so crazy. And now they're integrated in the universe, just like our our good brother Blue Beetle is now. It's just... <laughs> it's, 
it's weird because yeah, Alan Moore yeah. couldn't use the Charlton characters that he wanted to because DC was like, we want to use them for post-crisis stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, why would we? We didn't buy them just for you to like kill them off and like make them all weird and stuff. So he created his own, you know, uh, analogous things, which is funny because like before the Watchmen movie came out, like people got to know question the question on JLU, the cartoon, right? And then yeah. they saw Rorschach and they were like, okay, that's weird. But then they didn't know Peacemaker until recently, but they knew yeah. comedian from yeah. the movie. And then like, who, you know, who knows what's going to happen with, with a live action Ted Cord. Um, but like all these characters, you know, it's, it's interesting. They're all based off each other, but like, depending on what you read or watched first, that's the original. Um, right. Ben, how'd you get into mm-hmm. Jaime? Well, like I said, um, I was a child, and Batman Brave and the Bold premiered after they killed the Batman, and I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah. But then the first episode opens, and it's Jaime Focus, and I was like, all right, I like Jaime, like, he's good. I'm like, oh, Latino! <laughs> I was like, I was eating it up. I was, I was frankly eating it up. I was like, first of all, the scene is solid. Um, one thing about DC, if they need to make a new character to push, they are going to give that character a solid design. Like we just saw this with Punchline, but I was thinking back. I made a video about this. I was thinking about. I was like, I was like, actually, the first one they did, like, really did this with was Blue Beetle. When they were like, let's make him like the guy. That design, this design, essentially has pretty much stayed the same. Like it's yeah. pretty much been the same. You can't minor do the doer. Like yeah, like <laughs> you can have the little lights on the legs, like uh. Dimitri has in his picture, or you can have like a different version of the boots or the gauntlets or whatever. No gauntlets, gauntlets. Either way, this is the same. Like, uh, this is the same. The skit is an iconic look. The I think what really helped Jaime take off and why he was able to cross over into other media besides the whole like rights issues thing was like his design is striking. He looks really good. So the fact yeah. that we've gotten him adapted multiple times. And every time I've sat there and ate it up, every time season two of Young Justice, I was like, what? Now, what is this, honey? I was like, oh, he's got more lore. Oh, my God. He's so cool. But I was so happy that he got focused. And like now there's people who know him from Brave and the Bull, from Young Justice, from his appearance in Injustice 2, which, oh, my God. I love I love playing him in Injustice 2. He's so freaking cool. I um, forgot he's a I forgot he's a playable character in that. Mm-hmm. I did I love him so much. I love him so much. I made sure to get him level 20 out before they changed the level ratings. Level 20 up. All the armor he statted out. Like I got my man's dripped out. Like granted, my <laughs> PS4 is broken, so I cannot show you. There's no proof. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. I ain't got no pudding. But I have him dripped out. I just I don't know. He just looks cool. I remember being a kid drawing him a lot because I was like, he's cool. He looks cool. And then like um I just read graduation day because I was like, I can't, I can't come out come out here and not have read nothing. Like his appearances in like Teen Titans or in the big crossover stuff I've read. I read his like first issue or whatever it was, like years ago when I was like 13. I'm 25 now, so like I'm an old man. Um, but like I obviously have an effect a little bit of affection for the character. See, I got the figure because I was yeah. Because I typically just get figures of characters I like, and he's sitting on my Teen Titan Teen Titans display, out and proud. He's in the front. He's in the front. I took him down 
One, because he's easy to stand back up because he's like, his ankles are working, so that's nice. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just nice to have like a DC character that's a, he's in the same realm as Booster Gold and Ted Cord, where he's like, to comic fans, it's like, oh yeah, I love this guy. But to like regular people, you're like, who? Who? Yeah. <laughs> who, is, yeah. who is this? What is this, honey? <laughs> like, you're, they're like, what? Woo, Beetle. But I'm really hoping with the film um, that one, it has a good word of mouth. So despite the fact that a lot of us can't promote it right now because we're not trying to like stab and be like, ah, nah, nah. like yeah, we're not I here to do the that. studio's jobs. Yeah, we're not here to do the studio's jobs. They should have been promoting it. I'm hoping the word of mouth, like everything everywhere all at once, is really good. Um, so it can make money and so we can see more Latino characters on the big screen and we can see more Blue Beetle stuff. Because I don't know, I think much like Static Shock, he was falling into that realm of like, he's cool, people like him, he would be successful, but DC doesn't know what to do with him. Not a regular movie, so I'm really hoping he gets his dues. And I'm really hoping that he appears in more stuff and is maybe on a Teen Titans run soon because I like the idea of him being on a Teen Titans because he just looks cool with the team. I don't know. Yeah. I um so you bring up you bring up some good points. And something that I've always said is that like you need entry level superhero stuff for people who are just starting off. But then you also mm-hmm. need long time lore heavy things for old heads right you need all sorts of things because is michelle laughing why is michelle laughing no i'm the old head here <laughs> all my favorite editions of high it's like the deep cuts well i, I mean, mean you're, you're an old I mean, head when it comes right to high may right i mean yeah it's not but an it's age just... thing no no it's just funny yeah no but you're right though because thanks to young justice now there's hell of people who know what the reach is so like the lore right. is accessible now so that's right. good that's very accessibility good. is huge especially for for a character like this uh i'm a big fan of um or at least a big proponent of like or a big believer in that like not everything out there is going to be for you like spidey and his amazing friends or whatever that new like kids show for spider-man is mm-hmm. that's for like three-year-olds and that's okay let the three-year-olds learn Spider-Man that way and then like move into like other Spider-Man content. So the same goes with Blue Beetle. Like he he has been like what what's a quick rundown of like the animated and live action appearances of Blue Beetle? Because there's Smallville, and that's like the mm-hmm. first ever live action version. And I watched half the episode. I was so bored of uh yesterday. I tried to finish it. I tried to finish it, but like I've I have seen fond it. memories I've seen of it the episode. I have fond memories of the episode, but I cannot tell you how it all I remember is he gets the scare tripping. He's got that like big suit of oh, he was a big boy in that. In that well, because he has a big old puffy helmet, right? Yeah, it's like it's practical, but like for the time, for the CW's budget at the time, that was great. Obviously, now we've seen the suits of the now, like the Adam suit from Legends. If they had Blue Beetle, they'd be able to eat. But I mean, he's on the big screen. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have found that. I remember was, Booster Gold was in that episode and he had like all the advertisements on him. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so I remember that. That was so awesome. I was like, I was like yes! <laughs> I remember that. that I thought that was such a good way to like show Booster's personality in just like a really quick fashion take. I yeah. was like, this is perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, the one. Um, 
how, how do I, uh, Blue Gold is especially cheesy in that episode. He's not funny, though. He's just hammy. Like, the actor hams it up. I but, barely remember the episode. I just have good thoughts. On, I just remember seeing Booster Gold and Blue Beetle in live action for the first time. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, I was like, kings. To- Right, no, because because I feel like I feel like because like you said JLI, like as a kid, you read some or as when I was a kid, I don't know, not everyone had access to comics. I was kid, I read some JLI, so I already had the idea of Ted Cord and Booster Gold, but I don't think it clicked for me until I was like a little older, and that's when Blue Beetle was getting his little like media push for the time. Because I remember Booster Gold, I was like, I remember Booster Gold. I saw him just in the Unlimited. I saw him in the books. Like I, I know who he is. <laughs> So, yeah, no. Um, so, uh, Jaime came out in 2006. And then pretty soon after, um, they wanted to do a TV show. And that's what kind of Smallville was supposed to be, kind Ooh. of. It wasn't necessarily going to be a spinoff of Smallville, but Smallville was like test footage. It was like, let's let's try this out and then maybe we can do a, a series um, and there's some test footage out there for the actual series that they tried to do and they they didn't go forward with it. Um, but like, I think they realized that they had a hit with Jaime. Um, though, as someone who was reading comics back in 06, um, people had the same complaints uh, that they do for any diverse, they weren't saying woke oh, back Lord. then. But any no, diverse character, not. any character that's representative of a population that wasn't them, um, people had a lot to say. They were like, why does he have to exist? Oh, they're just they're just pandering. Oh, yeah, they used to say pander back in the day. Now they say it was, it's just it was woke. pandering. It was pandering, and then it was it was pandering. It was why don't you just X, Y, and Z with create a new character? Yeah. Oh, oh forced diversity. That was what the word I was looking for. Forced diversity, thank you. And then lastly, um, since it was back in the day, it was Wild Wild West, so it was just straight up slurs. <laughs> wait, wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? It was back It was back in the day, so it was just straight up slurs. Like, straight oh, up. Yeah. Like, they were not allowed yeah, like to do that. Just, yeah. yeah, no, it, I remember... I, oh, wait. Yeah, I remember being a kid on YouTube and reading anything like, <laughs> you like, whoa. Yeah. You would have I was on, like, whoa. I was on message boards. And like, this is something that I, that I talked about in a recent TikTok is that back in the day, yeah, we didn't have social media like, like we do now, but we did have message boards. So everybody was on message boards talking about like comics or movies or TV shows that they just watched or, or read. And then complaining or not complaining or or whatnot. But people will always complain about Jaime. Um, I mean, I I I I got into Jaime when I was reading Infinite Crisis, um, and, and you know, and and that, and then Ted's Ooh. Ted's death. Uh, I read that when that came out, and and that sort of thing. So, you know, I, I I've been a fan for a good amount of time, but he's never been my number one. He's always been like really cool to me. And I like it when he teams up. Like I liked it when he was in the Teen Titans. Um, not necessarily because those runs were great, but just because I love I just I love a good team of like rando assorted characters. I just I just love it. Like that that lineup, I think was like Supergirl, Static, Jaime. Short lived um, but amazing. Red. It Devil, was for like three or four issues. Yeah. Ravager. Yeah. 
very short lived. That's that's something yeah. I remember reading at the mm-hmm. at the time, and I was like, this lineup is so good. But I think Static had some rights issues at the time, so they were like, mm, pull that out. <laughs> pull. I think they were just like, we're gonna got... do another black character with lightning powers because we can't use our current one. Yeah. What what they do? Well, that's that's what happened every single time with Static Shock. Is like they would have licensing problems. Um, because like they always had a bunch of lawsuits and they were just like, okay, we're just going to literally just like duplicate this character, name it someone else, same like vagish powers, origin, yeah. outfit, let's go. That happens and then a that lot would get caught Hurts. up in lawsuits too. Hurts. I mean, Black Lightning to Black Vulcan that was in the Super Friends. Like Yo. there's always, always something. I want to talk about uh, Jaime and his heritage, right? How much does it matter that he is uh, a Mexican-American boy from El Paso, um, you know, that he is a uh, uh, Hispanic, Latine character? Like, how much does that matter to the character? But for you guys and your guys' appreciation of the character. Do you want to first? Do you want me to go first? Oh, you can go first because you're like, you're like the historian here. Like, you okay. got it. Yeah, this is a, right, this is right, a personal okay. experience thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So, so right now, um, in the comics, uh, Jaime's actually moved over to Palmera City, uh, which they're also doing for the film. And that has the latest update in the comics was in his last run, uh, for Graduation Day and the sequel to Graduation Day, Scarab War, where I presumably he will still be in Palmera, is coming out in September. Order September fifth. I met Jaime through Ted. Um. Now, uh, Ted was just um presumably um, white American, uh, implied Jewish, though not confirmed, um, from what was then um, the Questions home city of Hub City, and then um, later Retcon Chicago, um, Jaime, El Paso, Texas. All right, so uh, being Mexican-American myself, um, I really love that Jaime himself was Mexican-American. I really did feel like uh, his character um, related to it in the sense of his family um, was obviously like a good representation of a Mexican-American family. He's very close with his parents and his sister. Um, one thing I did like was the really cute family interactions during uh, Beatles' original run back in 2006 with Giffen. Um, so back in the run, after Jaime uh, gets the scarab in Infinite Crisis number three in 05, um, he ends up going through Infinite Crisis and then he ends up being like stranded in space for about a year. Now his family doesn't know he's the Beatle at this time, um, so they're obviously, you know, very concerned about, you know, the very the location and whereabouts of his son. How is he doing? He returns to Earth. His parents are obviously just like happy he's back, but also just like, where the hell have you been, dude? Um, his sister gets a little bit freaked out by him being Beetle, which is understandable. If I was his younger sister, I would have very much also freaked out. Um, but afterwards, when he eventually tells his parents, I think in like Blue Beetle number three or number four in the run, um, that he is Blue Beetle. Um, his parents are, you know, like supportive and understanding. And they're like, you know what, like, Jaime, like, you're our son, like, we're gonna support you. And there's actually this one really cute scene where, um, so his mom, she's a healthcare worker, and he is in a hospital. Um, and his mom's like trying to help him out and like whispering to him. And he's like, Mom, please, because uh, he's not trying to expose, you know, his secret identity. Um, but I thought that was like, very cute, um, how a lot of um, Latino families in general, and you know, from my own experience as having grown up like in a Mexican American household of just like our own family interactions and how we are as like a familial unit. So I really enjoyed that. 
Um, speaking as of El Paso, it's where Jaime had his first run, where he finds the scarab after it's like thrown from the sky um, during Infinite Crisis. Um, El Paso itself um, is a real city. Um, it's a border city with Mexico, um, located in southern Texas. Um, it is predominantly a Latino demographic. Um, now, as of the current day um, in DC Comics, um, Jaime has moved to Palmera City, um, which was introduced under graduation day for his latest run. Um, and they're also setting his new movie in Palmera City as well. Um, since it's like a newer established city in the DC universe, um, I, I'm, not, I haven't, I'm not 100% certain as to wh which actual state they placed it in in the US, if it's Texas or another city. Um, it looks but like Miami seen, for some reason. So yeah, it, it does look Miami-esque. I think that's what they might've based it on because from what I know from interviews with um, Josh Trujillo, who is the writer of Graduation Day and then also the now the sequel for Scarab War, pre-order comes out September 5th. Um, for that one, they're saying it's kind of similar to Metropolis of, you know, Superman. And it's just like a futuristic U.S. city, except the difference is for Palmera City, it's predominantly uh, Latino demographics. Um, they did not specify um, which of the Latino demographics. So, you know, Miami, probably primarily Cuban, I would assume. I actually don't know. I'm purely making that assumption. Um, El Paso is primarily a Mexican, um, American ethnically. Um, so... That would just be interesting from like a little like perspective to say, oh, okay, we have like this cool futuristic -y city. Um, it's Latino based. Like, let's see, maybe like we have different types of like architecture. Or they have like, a bunch of like really cool buildings. I know their restaurants are gonna hit. Like, I know he's eating good. <laughs> better than better than Metropolis he's restaurants. Good. <laughs> absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I, I, to be fair, I do think Metropolis is similar to like modern day New York, where they have a bunch of different like little sections of the city of different ethnic yeah. foods. So like you can just be like, you know what, today I'm craving some Thai food. And you just like pop on over to your little Thai place. The next yeah. day you're like, mm, I'm feeling some Venezuelan cuisine. Like I'll pop Ooh. over. But I, since we don't really know the demographics specifically of like which Latino communities Palmera City is, as opposed to you know the real life city of El Paso. Um, yeah. His aunt does own um, a little restaurant there <laughs> um, in Palmetto. So like, I know the food is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that's how my connection to Jaime and that's how I feel like Jaime is a good representation in that regard. And I'm excited to see with how they develop the city architecturally, demographically, everything just like that. It, it, it's, uh, first thing, thank you for that. Second thing, uh, I think it is interesting when they do give a city character um, but then I also think it's interesting when they make cities realistic. So like, um, in, in Birds of Prey, the Birds of Prey movie, mm -hmm. I felt like it was the first time we got a sense of culture from Gotham where, mm -hmm. where I felt like people lived in Gotham, but yeah. like Tim, Tim Burton's Gotham, Tim Burton's Gotham seems like someone opens the door and it's just a bunch of stage flats and you just now go <laughs> backstage. You know what I mean? Like it didn't seem yeah, like people no. lived in in Tim Burton's Gotham, you know. But it was Birds like a little too aesthetically put together, I would say. Oh, oh, like yeah. it didn't you, feel a little you. grimy, like how all cities are. Yeah, I love Birds you're, of Prey, by the way. You like, are Birds eating. of Prey is is one of my top. No, you are eating because because when I was reading Graduation Day, I was like, I like the aesthetic. It's kind of Batman Beyond ish, like it's futuristic, and then they like the way the buildings were. But then the fact that like. They were just, they could just like have full on Spanish conversations. I was like, I was like, this is really interesting. But you're right, because in Birds of Prey, like, Harley had her whole routine. Like, she the got bodega? her sandwich. 
Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh. and then, and then. I also the liked how for Birds of Prey. I'm sorry to cut in really quick. Um, they mm -hmm. actually had like specific ethnicities, like having like little shops. Like that shop owner was yeah. Armenian. Um, and you know, Warner Brothers Studios here in Burbank. Um, I'm live near the area from Los Angeles. Um, we have a big Armenian population, and they're like never represented on TV. I had so many Armenian friends who were like, "Oh my God, yes, we're in Gotham too." Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So that was like a fun little thing. Metropolis has yet to feel lived in in any like media that Ooh. I see in Metropolis. Like, mm -hmm. it, not to say that there aren't good Superman stuff, but the city of Metropolis always like I've heard writers say that Gotham is New York at night, Metropolis is New York during the day. Like mm -hmm. that's what I've heard before, and so like if like we I, we can think that maybe Metropolis has a bunch of good ethnic food. Or it's ethnic food that is like staffed and run by white people. Like they're like, yes, I visited Venezuela on a trip once. I know how oh, to make Nora. everything. And like that's metropolis oh, that to me. So bad. Listen, Gotham like Gotham's food though. Gotham's food. Gotham food Ooh. probably hit. No, because that one scene that taste, really gives you could taste the struggle, you know? Listen, <laughs> they're like, we can't sell it. But the rent is two dollars. Let's see. Yeah, eat. listen. <laughs> that, that's, that scene of Batman Begins where he's just like, I have children to feed. It's like they don't like falafel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right because like I know, I know how many is working at that restaurant currently. I know he just sits down at, on his lunch break. He's, I know he's just like he's like mm -hmm. he's he's yeah. going in, <laughs> but. But I'm not gonna lie. When I first met Jaime, uh, because I'm a little, I was a little uh, a Black Rican child, Black and Puerto Rican child. I thought Jaime was Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out he was Mexican. I was like, oh, that's cool too. <laughs> oh, you you stopped, like, you stopped, actually, that's you stopped me. reading. You stopped reading his stuff. You were like, no, oh, no. I, it was before <laughs> I even read anything. I thought he was Mexican or Puerto Rican, uh, and then I found out yeah. he was Mexican. I was like, oh, okay, okay. The Mexicans got one, you know. They got Rubio. <laughs> we got Miles. You know, I was at you least I got Miles. Miles. Yeah. The besties. You know they would be besties. Like, I was just thinking they would be besties. Legit, legit. I grabbed this figure. I was like, oh my god, Jaime, because Jaime has the team player aspect of his personality and like the family oriented aspect that Miles shares, and they would get along. They would get yeah, along. They would be besties. They would have so much fun together. Throw static in there, that would be a trio. But you know, there'd be a lot of rights issues with them. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a hot take out there, or it's just not really that Ooh. hot of a take. Um, it's just that, like, because we're not talking about Marvel stuff, but like, uh, um, I think like the champions in Marvel. I love the champions. The champions is like Teen Titans when they're firing on all cylinders. But like Marvel's champions run with with Miles Morales, Kamala Khan. Sam Sam Alexander Nova, like like all those characters, Blue Beetle, Jaime would get along so well on that team. He would. He, like he, like he, he needs more time. He needs a good Titans, Teen Titans or Titans, because he's now 18. Uh canonically, because he just graduated uh lineup because characters like I know he's like Tim Drake era, but he would have such a good dynamic if he got to be in the room with Damian Wayne because Damian is Damian a, okay Scorching. Damian went around new people can be a jerk yes he he's one of those people that's like I gotta warm up to you right 
He would him and Jaime. I know we saw it in the Zakan movie, those movies. I don't like those movies though. <laughs> so but uh Damien, comic Damien, where he's at now personally, and Jaime would have a really funny dynamic because Jaime's like, Yeah, let's do this. I'm part of the community, part of the hero community. I I like hanging out with people, I know people, blah blah. And Damien would be like, but I don't know you. So I don't know you that well. You might know Tim. I like me and Tim, we 50-50, okay? So you friends with Tim. That means I don't like you half the time. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna be like, what's your deal? Uh, I would like them to be on a team together. That'd be really Tim, so... I, I like Tim. I do feel that he is very like clicky with his like people. You know what I mean? 100%. So I don't yeah. know whether Jaime would, would mix well with Tim. What was Michelle going to say? So, okay. So Jaime, okay, I want to go into, like, what teams he's, like, been featured on and then, like, which one was actually, in my opinion, like, the best. Um, yeah. So, okay, so first team was, like, straight out of the bat during his first run with Giffen was when he was featured with Teen Titans for, like, a few episodes, for a, a few, oh, my goodness, a few issues. Yeah. It was, like, four issues max. Um, honestly, I wasn't a fan of him on the team. Um, so my reasoning for this is I felt like the rest of the team just kind of, I don't want to say they were necessarily mean to him. And like, it's partially understandable because Jaime is just like straight out of the gate. Like he's a brand new hero. He's not like a hundred percent at like all, knows how to use all of his powers, you know, like knows all these, like, you know, how to fight like st strategy. Like, you know, he's just like a new dude. Like we get it. You know, we've all been in a situation, you know, at a job or something where you're just like a new guy yeah. and the team Titans were like, we need to move. Like we got, we got things to do. So they just were not really the most patient with him, which again, I, I'm not blaming them for this. Like it, it makes sense in the context, but I, I, because of that, I was like, mm, okay, I don't really like them together as a team. I also did feel, even though I think they were like relatively close to the same age in my, like in my mind for continuity purposes, like Tim is older than Jaime. I feel like they're the same mm -hmm. age, but in my Tim mind, more I was like, no, that's like a completely different age group. Like what the heck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, Jaime's it, coming it was, in at like 16 years old and he's like, yeah. okay, I'm fresh. Tim is like, I've already been doing this for like, I know. Like, I'm a senior. Yeah. Yeah, I've been here for uh, like, they're about the same age with Tim. By the time Jaime comes in, it's 2006. So Tim is one year later, Tim. So he's about 17. So that means Tim's been doing this canonically for four full years. Like, yeah. he's been. Yeah, no, he's like, he's, he's Tim, a senior. Tim senior. Skipped like, he's, a grade. He knows what he's doing. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Tim skipped a couple grades. So it wasn't like the biggest, like it was fine. The Titans crossover, like it was fine. It just wasn't like a team I would yeah. want Jaime on. Let me put it that way. Like no hate. In I was just like, okay. oh, I don't think he'd be, I don't think he'd be good on that. Like, I don't think it would like mesh well, like all the people. Okay. Like, I don't think they would enjoy each other's company. So yeah. then. I have a Titans pitch, run, but after, after you talk about all your stuff. Uh, anyway, sorry, continue. So after um, Jaime's run, the next team he's featured on is, it's not his run. Um, he's featured as a main character, but it is, or one of the main characters, but it is not his run because he hasn't had, we'll get to that later, um, was during um, Green Lantern's uh, Blackest Day, Brightest Night series um, with run. Um, and then during Brightest Day, there was like a subcategory called uh, Justice League Generation Lost uh, featuring um, the JLI team, um, minus Ted Cord, also minus Guy Gardner. Um, and Mr. Miracle, um, as well as Batman, um, because at the time, uh, Dick is Batman. Anyways, um, so during that, I actually loved that entire team run. So it's Captain Adam, Fire, Ice, Booster Gold, 
and then a new Rocket Red and Hymen. Um, the bare minimum just summary I'll give is like it took place during Brightest Day where like people came back to life. So Max Lord is back to life um, and he's like, I'm gonna take revenge on everyone. Um, erases everyone's mind from his existence. Like he erases the existence of himself from everyone in the world's mind, except for the people I just listed. Um, and then they have to team up to like fight Max. Um, I thought what I, the reason why I really liked it. So Jaime, again, this was his second like big adventure essentially after his first run. It was just like his second voyage as a hero. So he's still pretty fresh, you know, he's still living with his parents in El Paso. Um, they actually meet up with his parents at one point. So all of the team members he's with, again, just like the Teen Titans are quite literally both older and more experienced than him. They were on the actual Justice League before, but because he's Ted Kord's successor and they've all worked with Ted, they're all very like, oh my goodness, we have to help you out. Like you're Ted's successor, like come with us, you know, we're gonna help you out. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it mentor him, but they were just, I feel like more patient with him than the Teen Titans were, which I appreciated. And I feel like Jaime would appreciate as well. Um, and they just like worked well together as a team. There is a bunch of panels from it, which I really like that I won't show because they do spoil parts of the issue. So we'll just, they're there. I recommend the run. Um, and then lately as of now for upcoming Scarab War, um, there are whispers he might join um, JSA, but like, we'll see. Um, okay. Do you, would you like so, him on the JSA? Haven't it hasn't happened yet, so I don't know. I have to see what the team dynamics would be, but I, I feel like it could kind of work. Like they, I feel like they're more patient with younger, um, you know, people in the way that some adult teams are, but others are not. So it could work. It could work. Yeah. But I, I did like him in Generation Lost because it was very much like the tie to Ted, but they were also like we understand that you're a young hero and we're going to be more patient with you, you know, come with us. Let's figure this out. Um, you're right about the patience thing because like Jessica Cruz joins the justice league, right? She's a uh, less experienced lantern. They're like, mm -hmm. all right, we got to like help you. You know, Batman is Batman about it. Barry is like, you're kind of hot. LOL, Jessica. That was so bad. <laughs> that honestly, honestly, with Wally, I can see it. Barry, <laughs> Barry, like Barry's like four. I, I'm like, tired of them trying doing? to make Barry happen. It's just yeah, everything just, interesting about oh, Barry man. is just Wally stuff that they've taken. I also yeah. feel bad, by the way, talking about Flash without Avery here. It's just okay. like Michelle, Michelle is 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 my Blue Beetle person, and Avery is Flash. Avery is TikTok's Flash person. Let's get <laughs> the funniest thing ever is on TikTok. You and like any comic creator, you're like you're like uh, you're like Avery. They're like, huh? The Flash Museum. Oh, because <laughs> they, they don't know Avery by name. They'll know the Flash Museum. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is but, is Michelle gonna be the the Blue Beetle Museum? I would say during during the uh, commercial break where you. <laughs> I was saying there is a space on TikTok for Blue Beetle Creator, yeah. and we were talking. I'm like, I'm like, do you have the personality for it? You have all the Canva creations for it. I'm just saying, <laughs> we have we have the space for it. There's space we for will everyone. I am very grateful for the compliments. It doesn't seem like it. I am shy um in real life um that's what I, tiktok is I'm helpful like the, for i have to get to know someone to like 
open up. Um, I'm also afraid of public speaking. Like this is quite a lot for me. <laughs> but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'll like. Okay. Listen. All you gotta do is make a video. We'll all follow you. You know, make a video and then we'll repost it. And then like, if there's evil people in the comments, you can just delete them and block them. You can be like, okay, okay. I don't like that, you. That's like the blocking part I can do. I, I don't have to say anything for that. That's so quiet. But yeah. I move in silence. But real G's move in silence like Zania. Sorry, <laughs> low eight. eight. <laughs> but so, but <laughs> when you were asking about the teams, I've had a team in my head for quite some time. Okay, for, go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for Jaime. Because okay, no. I would like one, like I said, I would I want a dynamic with Damien. So boom, Damien. This this team I cooked up before John Kent was <laughs> okay. aged up. So John Kent, but okay. he's aged up okay. now. So little kid, John him and Jaime guys. are actually around the same age now. So that works. Got a floor now because I was like, I was like, I want a Wonder Woman character. Not sure okay. he can that's, go that's away. Kind of but all right, all right. Uh, John Kent got a floor. Damien Wayne static. I want You're static. Not. I want Blue Beetle. Um, I want I want Jaime. And then I was thinking like, okay, that's only five people. We need we need another we need a sixth person in there. I was thinking Miss Martian because they have history in outside media from Young Justice, but Miss Martian is also just a really freaking cool character. So I was thinking those six. Kind of like a proto league because the issue with Jaime power wise is if you plop him on a team with Cyborg, it's redundant, right? Because Cyborg and him essentially do the same thing, except one, it used to be one is like a Cyborg and then one has alien uh, tech, but New 52 post, uh, both of them are alien technology. Yeah. And since Cyborg already has a much lengthier history and is like, and I'm not saying Jaime's dumb, but Cyborg is was already intelligent, and then he's also a computer connected to everything. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit more useful on a team, like than having Blue Beetle and him there because it's like okay, you both have people who can do cannon arms. That's we don't need that. Um, so you can have Blue Beetle. Just like you don't need that. two speedsters on the team unless the purpose is to show you the two speedsters on the team, like yeah, Wally and, and Jesse Quick. What yeah, and the thing is, go. I was I would have put Wallace on that team that I was talking about, or or right. Jackson Hyde, but they both don't like Damian Wayne, and that's not gonna change. That's not gonna but, change. Okay, but so Wallace, Wallace, if you want to put one of them on there, Jackson can fit on there on the team I cooked up. Wallace is not being bothered with Damian. No, but that's all. that's he the drama. Like so so first things first, guys. I love to shit. All right, so. When I see oh, like Tracy right. with Tracy 13 and, and Jaime together for a little bit, like I, I like that. I like the possibilities that come with not only like shipping someone together or them being exes on a team together. But like mm-hmm. I did a whole TikTok playlist and I I did what I was calling my imprint. So, but like with a capital T, Ben, have you seen it? My no, Teen Titans teams? No, because for some reason, TikTok only shows me your videos once in a blue moon. So I'm a, I'm a, Dude, I'm a uh, always, if I see your beautiful face and them shoulders, I'm liking. But if it, do, if it doesn't happen, I'm like, I'm like, damn, Demetria has posted in a while. I'm like, what's well, going on? Well, it's true. I do Send take a lot of time off. But there, Send, I, 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 I spent a lot of time doing this, but I created like multiple, basically my imprint was that there'd be like a company-wide DC Titans push with multiple teams. And like who would be on the multiple teams and what would be the purpose of each 
team. So like my Teen Titans lineup that had Jaime in it. So I put Jaime on Teen Titans with Damien. Um, but this is Damien coming out of his um, recent like Robin run with, with the Lazarus. Yeah, after, uh, with he's, the, with the after he's island. had some growth. <laughs> after yeah. he's had some growth. Because Damien... Yeah, yeah, Damien pre-character development and like that. Yeah, not his, not his Titan. Run. Yeah, Damien in the Titans where he's pris- like putting they imprisoning the- people. Where that's such a regression. I hated that. I was like yeah. so geeked. I was like yes, and then I read it. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> so like my my Teen Titans uh, book would have Damien Connor Hawk. Um, I do I do put Wallace on there because I want that tension with Wallace. Yeah, Wallace. Uh, I put Static on the team. I put Jaime on the team. I put Tracy 13 on the team. And I put Tanya Spears Power Girl on the team. I love Tanya. I would like her to come Oh, and I put Crush. I put Crush on the team. Okay. Oh. Because I wanted that extra power. Um, And that's just the Teen Titans team. I have a Titans team, a Teen Titans team, an Outlaws team, a Young Justice team, a Teen Titans Academy, like who would be teachers and whatever. So I, I did little videos on each of those because Teen Titans Academy sucked that that comic was the absolute worst but it had good moments but it was collectively I I didn't bother reading it because I was like I was like why are we putting Red X in a comic and revealing and having an identity plot like they they, you just (laughs) not everyone everything needs to be known all the time like let's not let's not do that yeah also I want I'm also pushing my Duke Thomas agenda because Jaime and Duke would get along they would I'm be sorry such that different. I didn't put I didn't put Duke on any of my teams, but that's not a slide against Duke. I just no, you forgot. sound like DC editorial right now. Like you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They do the same thing with Khan. Oh well, I have Khan on a Young Justice team, but it's a Young Justice team about like the purpose of the Young Justice team is is showing it like friends grow up, but like like. Like being a friend, like being childhood friends going into adulthood is a little bit mm. tough. Ooh. And that, that, so it's more of a club than a team. It's more of a, the, a friend group. Also, the way we never got John Kent on a Teen Titans team interacting with any of the Teen Titans properly is very sick. But <laughs> I, I just wanted to add there was like a little tiny team up in a Supergirl issue. I have the picture pulled up right here. Okay. So at one point, there was. Yeah, the that's following. Good. That's good. Oh wow! I, I oh, when was this? So I this forgot was under, about this. This was under yeah, exactly, exactly. This was how it was not in anything. I did not like this because, like, what are these age di- differences? So, so give a rundown <laughs> I, for people on the podcast. Ira okay, is so, podcast. Ira is like five. <laughs> what yeah, is she okay, doing? So, there? so there's Ira here as so Ira here as impulse. There's Damien, but he looks. This is like young Damien. This is like pre-character yeah. development Damien. Well, um, no, how was Irene Impulse and Static around at the same time? Pre pre crisis. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Pre New Fifty Two. Pre New Fifty Two. It would have to be Pre New Fifty Two. Yeah, Pre New Fifty Two. Because if you remember, Wally already had kids at the at that point. But in the Impulse costume. Yeah, she she had the Impulse costume for some time. Her. Her being in the impulse costume right now is not a new thing. Oh. Now she has a they, name. They just changed. They updated the suit. Oh, yeah, okay. she has a name now. She has now, a Thunderheart. Suit. Thunderheart, which is stupid. But okay. <laughs> okay, okay, we all agreed on that one. Also, she looks cute. I like her outfit. Um, yeah. I, Listen, I love her outfit the, eight, and I like her little the, hair style. Um, the fact she's that like, she's like okay, she's like a little child. I'm gonna let the name slide. She's a little kid. 
Yeah. No, but well, here's yeah. why I can't let it slide. It be because they had they had the two characters that would be such haters about the name react like cool. Wallace and Bart would be in the family group chat like that shit is ass. <laughs> Well, they privately do it. They would privately do it, and then while he was yeah, they wouldn't like, hoard me. They wouldn't make fun fine. of a little girl. Like, Come on. No, they they wouldn't. But while Wallace would, would be like, they wouldn't tell her. They wouldn't. You guys are so. Okay, well, it would be a like panel. They look at each other. They look out, and then they smile, and they're like, "Cool." Like, it would, yeah, it would be like them looking into the camera, like they're on the office, and then they would just shut the fuck up because, yeah, like just let her do her thing. Yeah, it's a kid. It. Like, it's a little kid. She'll grow out of it. Regardless of the name, the suit eats. You can't say the suit does not eat. The the new one? Yeah. With the little the red one with the yellow lightning bolt going across. I was a fan. Um oh, I, I haven't cute. seen her new suit. It's a really cute one. I really liked it. I was I've a fan. seen it, but I haven't paid much attention to it. Oh yeah, I do like I like that. Yeah. Okay. I liked her yeah. suit. I honestly I cared more about outfit design than I care oh. about name choice. Um, because there are some dumb names out there. It's okay. Just ignore it. Just just, just go with it. It's fine. But the suit, that's what I'm looking at when I see the artwork. Um, I really like her suit. You should you should Google it. It's very cute. Um, her brother's suit. Her brother's suit. But, okay, so the rest of this lineup, there's Supergirl. There's um, uh, Stephanie as Batgirl. Um, Miss Martian. Um, Static. Yeah. Um, Ira as um, Impulse. And then Damien Robin, who's very young, as well as Jaime. I thought this run just, it made no sense. Like, everyone's age together was just weird. Like, right. I know if I was one of the older kids on that team, I'd be like, why the hell am I here with a 10-year-old? You know Regardless what this is giving? Of he's Damien, this is giving I would family like, party. This is giving yeah, this family is giving, party. Yeah, this is giving all the kids together. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And I just, know Supergirl was sick. <laughs> <laughs> they were just Super like. Girl, Stephanie are like, I'm, Stephanie's like, what, 19? And <laughs> yeah, they're just like, like 17. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, yeah, at like this time, Stephanie's had a child. She's given birth. Yeah, like it yes. just—it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yes. And she's at this time, Iray is old enough to be hanging out with Stephanie's daughter. Her was it his daughter or son? I can't remember. I don't know. But they never got. They never went back. I don't to think her, it right? was revealed. Yeah, or maybe it was a daughter. But maybe I don't it was think a it, daughter. I, we never heard. Either way, we never hear from them again. I, I know. Yeah, either way, that baby was given like, up years down the line, and be like. <laughs> She's back and she wants revenge. Something stupid, like whatever. Do not give them ideas. Do not <laughs> give them giving, ideas. It's giving. Wait, did you guys hear? Shush. <laughs> oh, I heard about well, Shush. Shush. They're making a female version of Hush. Her name is Shush. To go to high school with Damien, right? Something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's her name? I saw Tam- that and I was like, oh, I thought they were joking. Elliot? I saw the tweet and I thought that was like a joke. I was like, oh, oh, how funny, ha ha, he he, like whatever. And then people were like, oh, wait, they're serious in the replies on Twitter. And I was like, they can't be serious. But it, they very much were. Shush. I mean, I, I, I think it sounds really bad right now. But I think there, there's a way to pull it off. Just depends. We don't need a Joker's daughter of every DC. It just, right. But that being said. I don't understand the, the motivation got, for it. Like, I like Flatline. And I know that Flatline's not the daughter of Lord Deathman. But, like, mm-hmm. I like Flatline. Do you know Flatline? She's, She's okay. She's okay. I liked her design. Um, She's like, right. cute. <laughs> yeah. She's here to stay, kind of, unfortunately. <laughs> she, she, like, well, be- made too too much of a splash, and his run was too well-received for her to not stay around, I also like, so. sh- I like shipping them, so I'm sorry. 
I don't. They're so I, cute. I They're cute. I don't. I typically don't ship kids. I'm like, I don't care. I, yeah, I. I'm just like, okay. I just read it's, it and it's I like young, turn the page. It's it's young love. Yeah. It's like Tim, Tim and Steph. I was I was into. Um, well, they were older. Steph, okay. Well, not Tim when they were, Steph were like high schoolers though. Like not when not in Tim's initial run because he was still like 13 and she was like 14, 15. She was a little. Older. I think yeah. I think she's an like one year older than him. At most. I think she's yeah. That was, but they were sorry. a little bit older. I feel like than Damien, right? Like I'm trying to Damien's think when they like were dating. Damien's like right now. Yeah, Damien's going into yeah, okay, high school. Yeah, meanwhile, soon. Tim is still 17. So like, that doesn't make any this, sense. I don't buy that. Tim is Tim is. They just never updated his birth certificate or something. Tim at Tim least gets to, Tim gets to 18 and like okay, we're going to we're uh, minus two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like what? Do not pass go like. How was he? Um, how was he older than Duke, and now Duke is his age? Like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. By the way, the the Titans lineup for when Jaime joined the Titans back in the pre pre fifty two, um, was Supergirl, Miss Martian, Wonder Girl, Tim Drake, Red Devil, Ravager, and then Jaime. So, like, a lot of those people in that picture uh, that um, in that Supergirl issue are from here, right? Supergirl, Miss mm-hmm. Martian, Jaime. You know? But where, was, do, where does I, Irish West come from? Like, okay. I, they were there. Because they needed a flash, and Wallace didn't exist yet, and... Yeah. <laughs> they were like, let's put a literal child. Like, a literal baby. The youngest, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. kind of giving Kyle Soldier in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, I like Batman, so I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Dick Grayson is nine. Like I shut it up. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. The real question is when in continuity, how old was Dick Grayson when he started being Robin? I like using like eight, that for the eight or nine. Is he's, that he's current like, continuity though? Because legit, legit, it's undecided because he's anywhere from eight to fourteen. And he's yeah, it's a little weird there. because they insist on like Tim being there at like you know his parents dying, but like age wise, that makes no sense because if he started at the age of eight and then you know Nightwing, let's assume seventeen, that's nine years, and then okay, if Tim is three, even let's say yeah. to have like some sort of recollection of this, okay. Three plus right. nine, right? Let, like, let's not forget that when Dick becomes Nightwing in the New Teen Titans, he's about yeah. nineteen. So, yeah, he's, I think he's a sophomore. If I remember correctly, he's a sophomore in college. He drops out of college, and Bruce is like being his dad. So he's like, he's like, you can't not be in college. You can't not be having a job. You can't not be doing any of this stuff. So I'm mad he's at like you 18, right now. 19, yeah, you yeah. know, it just. <laughs> but then there's like you need time to factor in like Jason, like two and a half years. And then Tim coming in with like a little break in between Jason and right. Tim. So like so the, the age thing is kind of off. I think I think Dick nowadays with all the reboots and everything, I think Dick is older when he becomes like Robin Year One. He's not eight in Robin Year One. Uh, he is no. not. He is not eight in in when he first like joins the Titans, which has to be like a year or two after. Like he's not he's not that young. He. Mm-hmm. He's young, but he's not that young. And it just doesn't make sense to me that Batman would throw an eight-year-old out in like it's out there, you know. Comic books, so it I know, just but can't still. make sense. 
What, Dimitri, you gotta watch my videos because I have a video talking about you cannot apply certain real world logic. I've blocked you. I've bl that's why you haven't seen my my <laughs> my two times. <laughs> wow, I'm finding out on Twitch right now. That's crazy. So um what I do want to bring up, um Jaime, because kind of like Miles, they they have been pushing Jaime for a while and trying to finally like like get him out there, get him out right. there for the kids, get him out there for the, the old heads, you know, and, and push him out in different ways. So he has made multiple appearances in media. Yes. So right. um what are you guys' experience with Jaime in like the cartoons and stuff? Um Justice League action peak. Justice League action Justice peak League full action. season is available on Amazon. I think you have to buy it, which is tragic. It's like 10 bucks. I never buy anything. I just watch like Amazon Prime. It's like already free. I bought JLA. It's free somewhere. JLA Justice League not. action's free for somewhere. I didn't buy it on Amazon. I actually bought it for my friend so that she could watch it as well. It's that serious. Um, oh, it's, it's, on, it's on Max. In it. It's on Max. It's on Max? Oh, wait, Whoa. no way. So. JLA? Action? Uh, There's no way. Yeah. I have Action's Max. on Max. Yeah. Wait, no oh, way, because it was new? not on anything for the longest time. Yeah, it was only on Amazon for ages. Which is why I bought it. Yeah. I was like, I need, um, I want to stream this. As far as I can see, yeah, and I remember watching it recently, a couple episodes. They're it's on. Such a good uh, show. They're on something okay, well, that I have, and I believe they're on Max. Oh, I will go back and rewatch that. Anyways, uh, Justice League Action loved Jaime on it. Um, I loved his design on it specifically. They actually drew him. Uh, it went, I would consider like more bug like. Um, yeah. His pincers uh, look really beetly, which is another thing I really like about his design. Um, I used to study bugs. Um, so I really like that he looks very bug-like. Um, so he, he was really tailored to you. Like he was, you know, he was perfect for me. Like I, everything about him, I'm just like, oh my God, beetle, bug, like perfect. Um, so JLA, um, he is more bug-like in how he's drawn, which I really liked. Um, he's also really cute um, as a character, his character design, adorable. Um, Booster is also in the show. Um, love that. Um, he's also in Batman Brave and the Bold, um, which we've been new also peak. Um, I know he's in Young Justice for uh, another animated appearance, but I haven't seen the show, so I can't really speak on that. It's so oh. good. <laughs> season two is going to be your season because that's the season where he's like the central character. <laughs> um, well, because there's a big reach plot mm. throughout season two. It's a big. Mm -hmm. Reach plot. I was like, I was like, right. he's got lore. <laughs> all I knew was well, they, 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 invent lore, new, yeah. they invent new lore, right? Ben, For, I don't know. The the green. I can't confirm. He, I haven't seen it. Oh, <laughs> green it, green beetle. I think green bee. That was the first time we saw oh, so, other beetle colors. Oh, okay, so I don't know if that happened in Young Justice, but that's currently happening right now. Um, that yeah. was what happened in Graduation Day. Um, which was why I loved Graduation Day. I highly recommend it as like a direct follow-up to his initial beetle run with giffen back in 06 um i feel like it's one of the first runs to like really expand on jaime's lore um his history his personality and like actually develop and grow him as a character i felt like that really it really did really good in that and it was obviously jaime focused and jaime centered um graduation day peak um highly recommend new beetles i love their designs um as well um if people haven't read them here so jaime's scarab implants in his back or under his spine and it like grows it kind of looks like a backpack almost like it's he's holding it on like a little cute little backpack um beetles in graduation day um their scarabs are in different parts of their bodies so there's this really cool one um where her scarab is on her stomach 
Um, so at first when I saw her design, cause it was like online, I was like shown online before I thought she was pregnant and uh, because it's like the beetle releases like a oh, yeah, shell. Yeah. It, I, I What's her name? Damascus. Um, Damascus. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I thought she was pregnant and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like, let me see how this works. Um, but no, her scarab is just very large and on her That's stomach. That's the name of a beetle. I didn't know that. Yes, they're, they're all, all the new beetles. Um, they're different colors. So it's like Pokemon, um, no, Power Rangers vibes of it like, is. oh, we have different colors. Oh my beetles. God, no. But they're based yes. off of actual beetles in real life, like actual bugs. That um, is, they have watch, bug designs. Big bad Watch on Justice. Watch on Justice because they, I think, Dimitri's right, that they introduced green and black beetle. Which is like they the have first different time. colored beetles in Young Justice. Yeah. So, uh, Black Beetle does exist in the comics. Um, oh. First Origins, yes. Um, I have. Oh, wait, wait. I literally I brought my little collection. Come on, come on. Let me come let on, me pull up. Okay, so in uh, the Booster Gold series, um, let me see if I can like flip through this super quickly. Wait, what year was that? Um, so this is this is exactly this is Booster Gold Volume Two. This is Booster Gold like Volume 08, Four. Maybe. Um, but this is uh, oh, so this okay. was with Dan Jurgens and Joff Jones. Uh, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce things. Um, this was, I think, 2000 and, 2008 or 2007. It's around there, yeah. Um, it's booster focused, of course, since it's boosters series. Um, but actually, Black Beetle would be under Volume Two with Ted. Um, okay, well, we'll see if I can find him by flipping through this. Um, but he does exist in the comics. Um, so, oh, here we go. This is Black Beetle. Okay. Um, that's kind of oh, Booster yeah. and Dan and Ted. This has everyone. So we have he all three Blue Beetles here. So much featured on the page along with Booster and Black Beetle. It might yeah. be a different version of him. Um, because they never really Definitely. expand on, like, in Booster Gold. Um, like, they might, like, briefly, briefly touch on it of, like, oh, who is he, his origin and stuff like this. Uh, there's like fan theories that I like on um, who Black Beetle actually is, but I won't get into that now. Um, but they might have just made it like similar designs, similar vibes, or maybe they just had the same idea of like, oh, well, we have Blue Beetle. What about other colors? Like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to spoil anything because I want you to watch it. See, okay. the first, the first, uh, listen, I think Young Justice is a really good like show but i think those first two seasons were like lighting in a bottle like it, it there's something yeah. special about them. so something special about them ben how would you pitch the show to someone let's just say who likes young justice the comic and is disappointed that young justice the animated series is not that there's that disconnect um essentially young justice the show though using the name from the comic is a celebration of the young heroes of dc in its total in their totality so it takes aspects of multiple teen titans and young justice runs and amalgams them in making a really expansive storyline that goes across the dc universe and also does have some focus on some of the adult heroes later in later seasons it's really expansive like they have the full toy box in young justice they got the new gods they got tracy 13 they, they got, got milestone like, the yeah they got oh they do have milestone characters i forgot the icon hardware and static Yep. Mm-hmm. Rocket, Rocket Icon Rocket. Hardware and Static. Yep. Oh, Hardware too. That's right. Yep. Like, he doesn't they have say or everything do much, DC. Yeah, I mean they got they got the Shazam. Um, they got the Shazam. Family. I do like that. It sounds like an actually like a fully incorporated universe. It is, as opposed to like it just is. like oh we're we're just you know spotlight on this city or something. Funnily enough, the only show that comes close to it in its references to DC 
war in general are lit this is crazy to say but it is literally teen titans go and harley quinn those are the only shows that are second best to it in terms of like expansive like, lore and mm-hmm. all the characters young Justice is probably best because it is like not goofy <laughs> but like yeah it's I so good audience is a lot younger than us you know we can't be a hater that's that's yeah. just not content for us yeah. yeah, but I'm not being a hater because I actually think Titans Go is freaking hilarious. <laughs> but uh, they confirmed Booster Gold and Blue Beetle forever, so like that forever number one. Listen, show for they me. got like, me. They got my heart with that. I saw that on Twitter. I was like, I was like, they they got it. Um, but yeah, I was season like, two of Young Justice. Period. Season two of Young Justice. Hold it in front of me. Hold it in front of me. A movie. He's, cell he's cell the main character of the season, and then he has. Unfortunately, Young Justice does this thing where it's like, okay, each season different characters get focused. Different so characters. like okay. Yeah. So season two is him, season three and four, he pops up. He has major roles but he just, in like, certain arcs. There. But he's a background character. Yeah. Well, okay. they, they create multiple teams at that point. Like, yeah. Like in Young Justice over the seasons, like people age up. And because they age up, some of them move up to the Justice League. So like Yeah. Like, for example, season one, Zatanna Zatanna is the same age as the other kids. She's a kid. Zatanna, a teen Zatanna. Mm-hmm. But and then her dad is on the league. But mm-hmm. then like they he merge. Dies, Zatara a lot. dies or something. They and merge a lot of takes over. We won't say. We won't say. Yeah, that's, I won't a really say. Big, that's a I really mean, big that's swear. Our entire comic origin. But like, all right. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's not more like than that. Comic. Again, it's, they, a, it's they, very they create new lore for Young Justice and okay. they amalgamize a lot of stuff. So like they, there's whole things. Anyway, the uh so then like Robin becomes Nightwing, and then get, they get a new Robin, but then like they're hinting at Jason Todd in between seasons. But who knows? I don't know if it's real or not. People are spoiling too much. You gotta I'm not spoiling. Some... Just... Okay, sure. so but then they got the full Bat family. They got the full Bat. Well, no, no Duke, right? Not yet. Not yet. But like yeah. they that like, would be the show to dig. You're like unmanifested, like as signal. Yeah, that would yeah. be there's if, if there's any show that would give you Duke Thomas as signal in the yellow armor, it would be Young Justice. It would yeah. be that show. Yeah. Is so going? Uh, they... it has not been canceled or renewed, so it's in okay. it's in limbo. In the air, right in the but air. they do okay. that a lot. Like they put like there's a ends up being like a lot of years that pass between seasons. Yeah, because they have to animate it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they don't like they don't announce a new season until they're like ready and like. Between seasons two and three, it was seven years. Oh wow! Yeah, it got it got properly canceled that time. It has a yeah. It's a really Young Justice. The show, oh, the lore sure. within the show is crazy. The lore outside of the show, surrounding the show, is even crazier because hiatus and Young Justice are synonymous. Well, <laughs> Ben, you heard about why they originally canceled it or, or whatever? I have a whole video on it, honey. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I don't I don't follow you anymore because. <laughs> We're sticking with that joke. Wow. So, um, um, what does a good Jaime interpretation like? What does that mean when you take them to like these like live action lengths or on these uh, you know animated series? Like, what's a good Jaime? So I know um, one of the contentions that people had, both for Graduation Day, the comic, as well as for the live action is his move from El Paso to Palmera City. Um, I know for a lot of people, especially um, for a lot of the Jaime fans I know, they're actually like people who were either, who are like at some point in their lives lived in El Paso. 
So, you know, they have that personal connection to Jaime through, you know, their mutual living in the same city, um, as well as like Mexican American heritage with Jaime. And it was, it was a contentious decision a little bit for some fans as he moved either both in the comics as well as in, you know, this upcoming live action um, for his movement to Palmetto City. I don't necessarily think Jaime needs to remain like a small town city, uh, excuse me, a small town hero in El Paso. Um, I do think as he, you know, gets older, he's going to just like grow as a character and, you know, he might want to move out, explore the world, you know, as people do. So I don't necessarily think city like determines his character. Um, obviously, personality, a big part of him. I think also, um, you know, echoing back to what I said earlier, it would be um, part of like his Latino heritage would just be like his connections to his family um, and like, you know, his Spanish speaking community and things like this. Um, I definitely think Jaime could possibly have adventures in like space, for example, um, you know, in the future, maybe going out to like things with the reach and stuff like this, which I mean, I don't know if there'd be other space Latinos with him. Um, but you know, it's more of that, like that's it's a big thing right Cruz. now. Jessica Cruz. Yeah. Space, right? space Hot Girls. Hot girls. They just cast her. She does. I was so happy. Um, that's so girl. that could be like a little like a space Latino, you know, voyage. Or it's something. really hot right now. Space Latinos are really hot right now. They're you selling. know, it could be them and like Starfire, just like the team up. Just go to space. The space um, Latinos and the Simone Baz as well, girl. just like come inside. So <laughs> bring him back. Um, so yeah, I feel like the main thing for Jaime is just like his personality as a character, um, you know, his heart. And I mean, that sounds cheesy as hell. Um, and like his family, as opposed to any specific setting that he's in. Um, I know now with like, in continuity, both in comics as well as whatever they're going to plan to do for the live action. Um, how he gets the scarab is kind of going to be up in the air. Um, I know now, especially like with the comics, they've recently slightly changed. Obviously, Ted is alive. Um, yeah. So that's new, right? Like, <laughs> that's a different, that's a distinction from like his original run. Um, now it's like, oh, he can have an, a former Beatle to talk to, even though, you know, Kajija doesn't work for Ted, which was revealed under Booster Gold because of Booster Gold. Kajida did not work for Ted, but we're not getting into that. Um, huh. Yeah, Booster just keeps time traveling um, to see Ted, and it just Kaji Dog can't work with like time travel science. Okay, if that's what we're gonna call it, that was their explanation for why it, that, uh, it worked with Dan and not Ted. That is they were, they, honestly like, that was the note. Yeah, I remember. I remember that being the explanation. I was just like, you can just say it just didn't work for him. Like it was his greatest. <laughs> but it, it didn't like, fully work for Dan, it, right? So um, Dan didn't think it was alien technology. He thought it was like magic. Um, and it just kind of had different powers every time, um, which was interesting from a, a narrative perspective, but also, you know, probably easier for the writers to just be like, oh, okay. And this week, you know, Kaji, um, Kaji does this, you know? Um, uh, but you know, like I said, so since Ted is alive now in the comics, um, and then now we have the introduction of, you know, Victoria Court, Ted's sister, who did not exist at all prior to graduation day. Um, mm as well as court industries now still being like a thing period uh, because ted also wasn't affiliated with cord um, after his run and then through jli jla and then he like comes back to it briefly um before his death and then now he's partially running the company presumably under r d and victoria is like running the actual company um going back to jaime i think the main thing that's interesting is just to see perhaps with like a new mentor relationship going forward in the comics, like Blue Beetle to Blue Beetle, 
you know, how, what are the differences they're doing, especially since they have completely different technologies, like Ted just almost Batman himself because he just made everything, all of his tech and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think Jaime, the main thing I would say, um, me, because I'm a sucker for character design, gotta have that suit. The suit mm-hmm. gotta look good. The suit mm-hmm. gotta look good. I'm sorry, the suit gotta look good. That is number one. His design eats. Um, I don't know if it was ever seen or if it was ever discussed anywhere that he has um, like a luchador-esque face mask um, to like cover his face. Um, I know people will argue whether or not they want to see like his mouth to like show his teeth or not. Um, Or if it's just kind of like a flat line, kind of similar to like Iron Man 1 MCU mask, which is like a line. Um, I personally don't care. I just need the suit to look cool. Uh, for me, the more buggy, the better. I, I do like it looking less human-y. I, I do like it looking alien-y and bug-like. I think it adds to him, um, you know, ties to his family that he cares about deeply. And then overall, just like keep his personality. That's about it. I, I don't really care where they place him. We can do space Latinos. We can do Palmera City. Um, you know, we'll Give him see. an internship in Gotham? So... From, okay, so not currently in the comics, but in the movie, he went to Gotham University from what I saw oh. in an interview. Oh. He, they, yeah, he's pre-law. He graduated they, law. A pre-law they aged degree. him up a little bit, right? They aged him up, yeah. So yeah. instead of graduation day where he I'm finished cool high school it. graduation and now he currently in graduation day, he his parents were like, well, you need to get a job because you're not, <laughs> you're not going to college, so you need to get a job. I mean, understandable. Yeah. You know, I'm not a hater. Um, it's it's so like Latino <laughs> parents to be like, what do you can't just sit around and go get go, go do something, you know? Oh, the end of graduation day number one, like when yeah, yeah, yeah they legit. were like, hey, your aunts got you a job, go, yeah. like go meet up with them. The the one thing when you said Gotham University, I was like, because oh, I'm like, I love Batman. He does not need to be like per- somehow his lord does not need to be personally tied to every character. Yeah, does not. There's there's this tweet I have. Um, that uh people it was like a meme they were like why in dc comics all of a sudden bruce wayne the bus driver like, <laughs> like you'll be writing you'll be right reading a comic and then all of a sudden bruce wayne the bus driver like why the hell is he here he, he there are sometimes up. when batman or, or bruce will just show up or any of the bat family will show up in the most random unexpected way i can understand if like the issue is set in gotham okay you know fine they live there you know i'm not a hater they live there but like there'll be like a random Green Lantern comic where they're like fully in space, light years from Earth, and Batman is there. Go what? Like, <laughs> no, that like, I have to pause. I'm like, where did he get? Where did he come legit? from? Legit. No, graduation day. It makes sense because the whole plot is the hero community. So of course Batman will be there because he's personally he has he has some kind of personal relationship with yes, yeah. like Titans, all those characters. So of course like Wally would be there, Jessica Cruz would be there, Batman, Superman would be there. Wonder Woman not being there was questionable, but you know there was already a lot she of characters busy. getting screen time. She was booked. She's been booked. She was booked. It's okay because we had Jessica Cruz. We had Jessica Cruz, <clears> and they're setting up the Space Latino Adventure. We had my queen. Yes, I need a Space Latino Adventure because I don't know Jessica Cruz. She's just she's just a bad bitch. Like I don't I you that's just a bad bitch, right? She's a bad bitch with anxiety, and that's why she's my queen. <laughs> I... She's so relatable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't but, mind them aging up uh, Jaime for the movie as long as they don't give him that goatee that he has in graduation day. I'm not. You didn't like it? It I looks like it was, Robbie. It looks like Robbie Reyes. He looks like Marvel's Robbie Reyes. 
I Robbie like, doesn't have okay, so, the silky like cut that that. No, Robbie has the 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 streak the right slicked back with the streak. Yeah, yeah. But I he also got has that luscious goatee. locks. So obviously, you know, I've never grown any sort of facial hair like that. But I've seen like you know, it's kind of like how when you guys were in high school, when we were like in high school or like in college, you know, like. You know, like boys will try to like different kind of like facial hairstyles, and like you know, sometimes they go through some cringy ones. You guys, you guys can know. You remember? You remember? Either yourself re- or someone you knew. Listen, that's and why I'm just not- like trying out different styles. <laughs> I thought it was very cute. It was like a little like you know, he's he's experimenting with his self image. Yeah, that's that's why I wasn't too. I'm not too hard on it because yeah. I remember the first time I shaved uh, my mustache, and like I was like, oh, I'm just gonna shave because it was like really sheer and light. Yeah. Um. When it grew back, it was not. So I'm gonna give it to Jaime because I know he probably shaved it one time and then it grew back and it was like way harder, like way stronger, <laughs> way darker. He was like, "What is going on?" Or he just went through puberty. You know, he's just growing. Yeah. Up. Like, he's how much time boy. does he have to look up looks? You know, like my man is going through it. He has bare minimum time. He's just like, okay, this is fine. Out the door. Like, right. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Kaji could cut it for him. Probably, but here's the why thing. Why couldn't it, like the suit like? But, but what would Kajida know about human fashion? Just don't cut the skin. C- get, right, them, but you know, like, like just listen, clean completely. What can Kajida uh, connect to the internet? Probably. Yes. If, okay. if if Jaime thought I need to make a USB cord, Kaji would probably like okay. <laughs> but here's the thing: I kept on reading Kajida. I've been watching Living Single, so I just kept on reading it as Khadija, like Queen Latifah's <laughs> character from Living Single. I kept on reading Khadija, Khadija, and then I had to flip the last two syllables, Kajida. That was mm. really killing me. I was like, oh shit. I didn't even know it had a name before I read Graduation. <laughs> I was just like, the scarab. <laughs> it was, it wasn't named at all during Ted's run. It, 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 Kajida comes from Dan Garrett's run. Um, like back in the day, um, but because it just never worked with Ted, like he never even had Kaji, like it was just there, and then he lost it, and he was like, oh well, like you know, <laughs> it is, what it, it is. like it, it was just like it was like losing it, for him. It was more so of like a reminder of like Dan and like you know his mentor rather than like this is this all powerful alien. Like he had no fucking idea. It was just like okay. Didn't it end up in the Rock of Eternity, and then when the Rock Eternity yep. blew and up, and then when the Rock of Eternity was Earth. destroyed, fell to Earth, fell to El Paso. Jaime grabs it. Infinite Crisis number three on the way home from school. It's like what's this cool rock? Ah! <laughs> yeah, no. She just takes it home, and then in the night, it just like he like fully passed out. Like you know the good sleep you get after like a long day of school. He like it just like goes inside under his covers and is like, ooh, what a little nice host for me. Buries under his skin. I just I Spider-Man thought of like what if it <laughs> what if it landed in the wrong spot? You know what I mean? Like like what if the wrong person it's kind of like Kyle Rayner in the ring, but like what if the wrong person had taken the scarab? But again, the scarab doesn't necessarily activate for everyone. Okay. The scarab does a vibe check. It's just like vibe. Yeah. <laughs> vibe. It was okay not- with all three beetles, but presumably with other people it would not be. Okay. Like Ted is trying to go like, hey, open up. And it's just like your vibe a little off, man. I don't know about no, the No, it was like it was like mm, you have too much booster on you. We're just we're gonna stay away. 
<laughs> I feel like that was DC's reasoning, but Kaji's reasoning was like, I don't know about the ethics of being a billionaire. Like, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> and Ted's just the like, okay, is, no. during Ted's run, he was like, okay, fuck this, I'm out. I hate this industry. <laughs> uh, well, we, love just, we, we love Ted. We love Ted. We love Ted. Yeah. Yeah. That's which a, is kind of funny because, like, in graduation day now, he like works in R and D, which is which is fair because that would be something in in line with his character. He like never gave a fuck about running court industries. He was actually like so bad at it. His own secretary was like, "Girl, where the fuck are you?" Because he would just like miss work to go be Blue Beetle. And then his dad came over and was like, "I'm actually taking back control of the company." And Ted was like, "Who needs this place anyways?" And left. Ted was like, well, Batman can just dip out. It's like, yeah, but Batman has these shocks there, you know? <laughs> Court also, like, presumably in, in universe, it just, like, doesn't make as much. I think it's more like a tech-based company, whereas Wayne does, yeah. like, fucking everything. Military so contract. Wayne just has more money. He does that, not do military, military contracts. He doesn't? No. Okay. He All does. Right. He does. Stop. I mean, he makes, I mean, the military contract would be under Batman Inc. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Bruce makes like more healthcare stuff. That's typically wait. Wayne Industries as a whole is just healthcare. No, no Wayne no, does I'm a lot saying, of I'm stuff. He does a lot. He, but, has, like, his, he main... has like his hands everywhere in like every yeah, industry. Yeah. Which is why she but, has so much fucking money. And yeah, what but they his, kind of like hand wave stuff, away all the Batman tech. Yeah, his main stuff is like healthcare advancements and stuff like that because of his dad. Oh, okay. That's like okay. that's what he. If you, like there's certain there's certain continuity storylines where it's like he did not have control and they were doing that stuff and he and I, you know how like Iron Man one he's like no like that's essentially what he did but he was just like I want to honor my dad and my mom's work in the charities of Gotham beforehand which yeah. of course he would have more money than uh, Ted Cord because he. The Wayne thing, way long. That's old, old money. That is that's got the money. first pop up. Yeah. 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 Um, as as we close up this episode, uh, I want to thank you both so much for, for coming on the uh, uh, show. This is our first time we're doing the King Talks comics. Obviously, we got Thursday comic talk. That's a, di- a whole different thing. That's weekly comics. But this is more of a character profile kind of analysis of, of these characters. Um, I, I want to thank both of you so much for coming on this show and talking with me about everything. Um, before I get to outros, uh, what are some quick recommendations for any um, Blue Beetle fans or wannabe fans? You know, people who want to start up. That's all her. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Hi. Um, one second. <laughs> Let me just... Okay, so I... You can find it on my Instagram if you would like to see it and read a lot more about it in detail, but I will just start naming issues. Um, so the first, I have a few of them that I own with me. So Jaime's first intro- appearance is in 2005 in Infinite Crisis number three. Um, you don't have to pick that up. You don't even have to read Infinite Crisis. Really all you have to know is that Ted dies and the scarab is lost to earth and lands in El Paso. Uh, Jaime picks it up on his way home from school, becomes the Blue Beetle. They do a whole recap of this in his original series, which is the first one I'd recommend. Uh, this is just book one, but you get the point. Um, it's Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes. This is the cover. Um, it is 06. It is written by uh, Keith Gibbon, who also was during uh, JLI run, during Ted's run. So um, was the creator of Blue Beetle, along with uh, John Rogers and Cully Hemner, who made his design. So highly recommend first run, obviously. Got to go through with it. All right. That was Cully Hemner who designed yeah. it? Yeah. He and also he designed Signal. Character. 
He also designed He's also the co-creator. The next series I would recommend. Um, so these are a few episodes, like, sorry, a few issues that happened during the Booster Gold run. Um, so I'm just going to name them. That's issue five, six, and issue zero, as well as issue 21 through 29. All of these do feature Jaime. Um, so I have, um, you can obviously find the individual issues online for like, for example, DC Infinite, or like, I don't know, if old stores sell issues. Um, these would be in Booster Gold Volume 2, Blue and Gold, as well as Booster Gold Volume 4, Day of Death. Um, as I mentioned earlier, for my favorite team up with Jaime, that would be under Brightest Day, Justice League Generation Lost. Okay, he's not featured on this cover, but he's in this. Um, he start, His first appearance, I think, is in the third comic for this one. I recently reread it. I think it was like this week. Um, highly recommend. One of my favorite runs of all time under DC. Highly slept on. And then, of course, um, starting in 2022, there's Blue Beetle Graduation Day. Uh, this is the first issue. I don't have the trade yet. It's pre-ordered. It's coming in. Don't have it yet. Um, this is a variant cover. He looks really cute. He's, like, smiling on here. Uh, this is Blue Beetle number one, Graduation Day. Is that sad? Um, yes. I met uh, Josh Trujillo at uh, WonderCon um, when oh, I was really? cosplaying as Blue Beetle, and he signed for me. Great. Um, so this is the cover. Uh, graduation day i feel like it is a very um like sensical sequel to um the original blue beetle run um jaime is also featured um under blue beetle uh, new 52 as well as blue beetle rebirth if you wanted to read those um some people might want to read those um i so graduation day was a limited uh six issue miniseries but the sequel is coming starting on september 5th pre-order now um it is called scarab war um i really liked it because it introduced new beetles like i mentioned earlier it's like power ranger s different color beetles um expands on jaime's lore moves him to palmera city um you really feel like he's actually kind of coming into his own as a superhero he's like i'm an adult now you know i graduated from high school um i'm moving cities i got a job um more responsibilities and then he's kind of being brought into the universe with like other heroes and stuff like this those are my recommended high reads. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I would also recommend, um, um, yeah, Young Justice Season 2. Uh, it was a big recommendation for high my reads. Uh, I mean, other animated appearances, too. Like, you can pick and choose. Uh, Batman Brave and the Bold, Justice League Action, Young Justice. I don't know what else, but there, there's a lot of good high my stuff out there. Um, and so I'm looking forward to the developments across many mediums of Jaime and his character and I wanted to catch on and I want him to do good so I'm very excited about what's to come you know um thank you both of you so much for coming on this episode lending your expertise your thoughts your opinions your voices before we get going where can people find you what do you got coming up anything you want to plug um Ben I'll let you go first you've been on the show enough come on yeah, hey guys, you might <clears throat> recognize me. Yeah, BT Artist 98 everywhere. Um, what do I have coming up? I don't know, Sha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was planning on making videos today. Um, but make sure, if you don't already, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, follow me on Instagram, BT Artist 98 everywhere. And of course, TikTok. I will be on TikTok, same crazy stuff. I just posted a video bashing Jason Todd because I have to do what I need to do. 
I have to do to keep do what I need to do to keep myself sane because Jason Todd stands have gotten two balls, so he's getting his lashes, his well deserved lashes from me. Yeah, and so what? Yeah, I'm gonna do Thomas stand. Yeah, yeah. I don't have much, so you can't take anything from me anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, I just I just be out here talking. I've been trying to restructure my content. I made a skit about Jean Grey dying a bunch, so you should go watch that. Um, also, because it's over a minute, so I get money off of it if it hits a record. <laughs> so please go watch it. <laughs> I worked really hard on it. It was like a late night. End. It was like it was like shower thought. I was like, oh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> video. But yeah, that's what that's what I'm up to. I'm just posting, posting, and talking. And I'm probably gonna go live either later today or tomorrow, maybe. I mean, this episode won't uh, won't be out until tomorrow. But okay, cool. Um, Michelle, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, sure. Okay. Hi. Um, I'm Michelle. Um, you already knew that. Um, so I only have uh, a cosplay Instagram. Um, it's at Bravo Cosplay. Um, Bravo, like the word Bravo. Um, that's how you spell it. Um, I already have a high my cosplay. Um, I'm working. I repainted it recently. Um, so it's a new, more metallic-y chrome color. Um, I'm very excited because tomorrow I'm getting um, Blue Beetle nails done um, in anticipation for his movie. I have Star Sapphire nails right now. Um, I love comic nails. You can find them on my Instagram. <laughs> um, I have a Star Sapphire costume coming up as well as a giant character analysis, multiple posts for her. Um, I'm working on a Ted Cord reading list as well um, as a JLI reading list. Um, I already have my Jaime reading list up online if you wanted to check it out to find uh, more Jaime comics to look at. Um, me coming up in the future, um, I might update my Jaime cosplay, um, but that's on the back burner for now while I am currently undergoing a move. And in the future, you might see her on TikTok. <laughs> I'm listening. That when when Dimitri Don't disappeared be. into the nether for a good 30 minutes, we had a great conversation. So I'm just like, hey, right, right person. Right person. We'll see. App for you. Maybe in the future I will be on the TikTok beyond just, just like an account that likes posts. No, we need we need a blue beetle TikTok. We're missing. Right. Missing it. We are missing we are missing. You. There there's a vacuum. So mm-hmm. uh, Not I a mean vacuum. <laughs> There, there is a vac. I mean, I, I think that like when the movie does come out, and uh, I'm sure you know, uh, uh, you can do content on it. Like, you could make like 50 videos off the one movie, just breaking down everything. Like, you would be the most qualified to do it. I, I'm just throwing it out there, you know. Up, listen, like I said, we have our, our mutual friend Avery, who who we love, love so much. Avery is Bay. I talk to Avery like every day. They are strictly Flash. They don't really talk about other characters unless it's related to the Flash. They do well. Their videos are great. And they just tell you information that is just straight up. Like, they do really well. So all I'm saying is, like, if we can have a Flash Museum, we could have the Blue Beetle Brigade or something. I don't know. <laughs> the Blue Beetle Brigade? Yeah, we'll work. We'll work. Bravo, uh, we'll work Bravo Beetle. Bravo Beetle. Bam. There we go. Bravo Beetle. Boom. That's the username. I got it. And free of charge. Too. Trademarked. <laughs> so, Trademark uh, license. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, thank you guys so much for, for coming out. Thank you to anybody out there who is watching and or listening. If you're watching us live, twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. Or maybe you're listening to the podcast wherever your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and maybe still Stitcher. I'm not quite sure. Uh, if you're on social media, TikTok and Instagram are our biggest social media platforms at The Keeg Show. Uh, you could keep up to date with everything that we post there um as well as you know stay staying tuned for more shows that we do uh right now we do two shows we do comic talk every thursday we talk about that week's new comic releases and then uh right now we're doing the keeg talks uh but the keeg talks comics so uh today was jaime reyes blue beetle i'm sure we're gonna have an x-men episode at some point, I'm sure we'll have a Nightwing episode, maybe a Poison Ivy episode. You know, we'll you, you know, you, you know who to get for Nightwing. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know who I to get for Nightwing. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. We'll we'll see. Also, for X Men, you should get Lion Optimist. I don't know. It's, don't it's know. possible. Yeah, I mean, Lion Optimist is a big X Men creator, so mm-hmm. um, there love, there's a couple people on my list. Now. So yeah, for sure. Um, if I ever talk about the Flash, I'll I'll invite Avery, you know that sort of thing. But um, we're, we're we're doing comic character profiles and whatnot, so um, that's what we got in store. Definitely follow us at the Keeg Show slash the Keeg Show wherever you get your social media. That's where we're at. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you, Michelle, so much. Thank you, Ben, so much for coming on the show uh, once again. I am your host, Demetra Pereira, and this has been the Keeg Talks Comics. Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Super fast.